3: Live from the Whiskey 61 Lounge inside the Bank Plus Studio. You
0: are listening to
3: Mississippi's number one sports talk show. The Out of Bounds Show with Bo Bow. Streaming
0: worldwide live on the Out of Bounds Radio app. And on your radio at
3: ESPN 105.9.
0: <laughs> the <Soul. laughs> uh, That was funny. Good morning. Welcome in. The Out of Bounds Show. 105.9 The Zone ESPN. Brought to you by the Rack of Lamb. Kessler Prime and the Renaissance, Kesselprime.com to make a reservation. Make sure to call for that Patron Extra añejo. It is delicious. Really, really good. I may have to have a little bit of that this weekend. We'll see. See what all is going to play out for my next few days. A couple road trips. We're going to be live from the Golden Moon Casino Sportsbook and Lounge. Timeout Lounge tomorrow, 7 to 10 a.m little AFC-NFC championship game. Plus, we'll have the Hoppy Hopster on, Chris Hopwood. He's the director of the sports book, Time Out Lounge. Lived in Vegas for 11 years. Um, cool Cat and Hopwood will stop by at 9.30. Hang out with this talk AFC-NFC championship game. I'm pulling for the Ravens and the Lions. Good. I, I thought I was going to have to st- stop liking
3: you if you went Chiefs and 49ers. Who wants that? Who wants that to happen?
0: I, man, I, I, I have mad respect for both, but I have mad respect for, and I know this is the team that hasn't won it, Like, the, but I have crazy respect for the 49ers and the way that they're built and uh, managed and then coached, managed by Lynch and coached by Shanahan. Wow. Um, Crazy. That, that's who you want to be. Shanahan can make anybody good at quarterback. It's just unreal. Yeah, it's unreal. He's very, very talented. Took from his dad, and uh, maybe better, even though his dad has two Lombardi trophies. They got too late in John Elway's career. Found a powerful running game and big time defense, and Elway had just enough, just enough juice, and and they went back to back. So um, I can't wait though. I'm looking forward to some but I'm all weekend hoops. I'm I'm now I'm committed. I'm I'm committed to hoops. The Auburn Bama game last night had me march it had March <laughs> Madness feels. Two really good teams playing at a high level in, in, in a hostile environment. Um you know, the the football school turned out. Uh they were going nuts. Um you think Broom can play? Uh, Sears was so good for Bama. That's that was a fun game to watch, and uh, those are two NCAA tournament teams. I don't know if both can win it. Well, that's still early. Let me think that through. Auburn's filthy, and I know they lost last night. Doesn't you know? Doesn't concern me whatsoever. Um, but kudos to Bama for that win. Mississippi State's got a lot of work to do. I don't know. I guess if anybody can do it, the dentist can, Jans. He did it last year. I know they started one in seven, somehow went to the NCAA tournament. I don't know how that happened either. Uh, and still couldn't shoot it last year. Uh, without Hub, I don't know what they would be this year. Uh, Josh Hubbard is a dude. Um, he got hot last night and tried to will him back. 26 points in college basketball is a lot. Yeah. <laughs> do not kid yourself. I know in the NBA they throw that kind of number up all the time. 26 points is a lot of points in the college basketball game, especially the way it's coached. Um, you know, college basketball coaches love to suffocate their offensive players uh, the way it's called by officials who I don't know what they're doing. And so on, 26 points is and for a a, a young man who's a true freshman. Um, you know, he's the best true freshman to hit the campus in and well in Oxford what Ever?
3: He's playing like it.
0: Or, I'd have to think through
3: that. Because I, I can't think of a breakout freshman from Ole Miss recently. Uh,
0: that was uh, There ridic- was one other under AK. What was the kid's name? He went pro too early. Tariko? It's not Tariko. I'm thinking Mike Tariqo. What What was his name? He had all the talent in the world, but he wasn't a scorer. He wasn't a... Prolific scorer like Josh outside of 22, 23 feet. What was his name? Uh, I went up to a game with uh, Luke Abney, and we we watched him play, and I fell in love with him. He only stayed a year. He got bad advice. He was a combo 2-3, Um, had mad talent, and if he'd have stayed in school for three years and played 130 to 140 games... Um, I think he could have played in the NBA. What was his name? Darn it. All right, let me give the text line. Tariqo White. Yes, I got it right. Yeah, Tariqo, Tariqo White. He could ball. 2008, 2010. Okay, he was under AK. Mm-hmm. Owen Miller told me all about him before he got to campus, and then once he got to campus, he was really... He played that long at Ole Miss? Well, so that's
3: really just how long... I thought long he left that, early. Yeah, he did leave early. Uh, So this is saying he fucked, he suffered a fractured foot in the first preseason game oh. and then he was out for the year in the oh. nba g
0: league oh i hate that and so his career never recovered so talented yeah tariko white uh hub's more refined than him but he was a talented player i don't know where they got him from that was a heck of a land he was from out of state wasn't he jason he was
3: yeah and i'm, I'm also looking at some other players that i forgot about like stefan moody I forgot about, Moody. but he was a transfer, right? right. But he was right after. Uh, he was right after Marshall Henderson. Yeah, we're talking true freshman. Yeah,
0: and dropping twenty six points a game and and SEC freshman of the week. No, he's the he's the SEC freshman leader in points per game. Excuse me, I saw that tweeted out yesterday. Um, they got to get their mind right, and I don't know what their options are because Davis Moore, DJ, and Cam are not doing what they need to do. Um. And, you know, I know Tolu's trying to get there. But uh, it may be another couple weeks, maybe too late. Brian on the text line said it may be too late by the time, you know, Tolu Smith is in rhythm. And you're right. Now, there is one little stretch where you're going to have to, like, rip off several games in a row. You've been through. State's pulled a brutal schedule. Um, there's a one little stretch that gives you one. I'm talking about the window. You know when you raise a window just like an inch Yeah, a little to get crack. a little bit of a you know, cool in the morning? Yeah, yeah. Okay. They've got a small, small window where they can make a little run. But they pull Kentucky twice. I did not realize that. Mm-hmm. And uh, they only get Arkansas once, which is fooey, And um, you want Arkansas and Vanderbilt or Vanderbilt twice. And uh, we'll see. We'll see. They may lose several games in a row. They have Auburn at home, at Ole Miss, at Bama. Does yeah. that sound awesome?
3: And then the Rebs still have to play Auburn again. And Kentucky. And A&M twice. So, AM this weekend and then one more time. So, not the... Uh, it was easy at first. It was a nice...
0: What? Well, it's easy. For Ole Miss. It, oh, yeah. It was you nice at a, first. You pulled you know? a great schedule. But it's about to get real. Right? At A&M. And then when do you play Auburn? Then Auburn is February the 3rd. That's right around the corner. Yeah, so it's right
3: at so next is A and M, and then State on Tuesday, and that is in Oxford,
0: and then Auburn that Saturday. Okay, yikes! Yeah, Auburn and Bama, Tennessee and Kentucky. Good and A and M. Goodness gracious, I don't I don't know how who's going to look like what as we shake it all out. Auburn can win the Natty, Bama. That could be an elite eight team. Maybe more. It just all depends on the matchup. A&M's pretty filthy. Kentucky can score like crazy. Got to figure out the defensive end for the Cats. So, the Out of Bounds Show, ESPN 105.9 The Zone. Brought to you by RPT Commercial. Have you been? You need to go. Rick's Pro Truck, RPT Commercial. They opened up a uh, RPT Commercial a few years ago. We did a show there football season before last. Justin and Rick need to have us back out We had a great time Uh, They got a beautiful showroom floor Fleet, your fleet vehicles RPT Commercial and Pearl Uh, We're live in the Bank Plus studio You want to do another segment? Why not? Okay Let's do it Steve Palazzolo at 830 on the Farm Bureau Insurance Guest Line NFL Insider Steve P, baby Pro Football Focus PFF.com Good morning, welcome in The weekend starts this afternoon Jason, are you ready? Oh, always. He's headed to Bucky's to shower. Good morning. Welcome in. Lunch today brought to you by the amazing ribs at Fleetway Market and the Market Cafe in Glugstad. Fill up for your road trip to the hunting camp or start. Well, I guess you could go to Oxford too, even though they're at AM. Why not? Uh, fuel up at Fleetway Market and don't forget the amazing uh, brisket sandwich, ribs, blue plates, and they got the grab and go, which really works for me, as y'all know, because if there's even one person in line, Uh, Fleetway Market, Market Cafe, Gluckstadt, plus their other 20 locations. They just opened in Clinton, 24 hours, seven days a week. Fleetway Market in Clinton. Good morning. Welcome in. I've got Jason with me. Uh, He believes that Ole Miss is a Final Four team in basketball. (laughs) Whoa. (laughs) We are the Out of Bounds Show. I'm your host, Bo Bounds. We've got a giveaway today, a Jake Mangum signed baseball and an Out of Bounds hat. That's one prize. Jake Mangum, the mayor, the hit king. Uh, With the Tampa Bay Rays. Jake Mangum signed baseball and an out of bounds hat. It's a trucker's cap. Low profile. Nice. It's awesome. That's one prize. The other one is a gift certificate to Burgers, Blues, and Barbecue. $25. Now open in Flowwood, in Dogwood, on the south side, right by Chipotle. Local, delicious. B3 Burgers, Blues, and Barbecue now open in Flowood. $25 gift certificate and an M. Braves hat is the second prize. Give us your best road trip restaurant and show us the love with the podcast. Spotify, search Out of Bounds with Bowbounds. Bounds. Subscribe there. Apple Podcasts, search Out of Bounds with Bowbounds. Bounds. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, search Out of Bounds with Bowbounds. Bounds. The text line, 601-885-3776. Six oh one eight eight five three seven seven six. Okay, what do you got? This this text, when we were talking about me showering in the Buckies. Yeah, so I'm debating offering Jason, which I think is way too much, but a hundred bucks. I feel pretty good about that though. But should I make him spend should should the deal be that he, he showers and he has to spend the hundred dollars in Bucky's.
3: Oh. What? Come on, that's a kicker. Why? That that's a kicker
0: there. No, I mean that's I mean you can rack up. You can, I mean, I could. I could rack up at first Bucky's. you can get a meal. Right. Two, you can get a hoodie. And and I think at this point you still have I don't know what a hoodie is there. Let's say it's forty bucks. Okay, a meal, you can get that for fifteen. Okay, so let's say you're fifty five. Okay. You got 45 more dollars to buy a bunch of garbage in Bucky's souvenir shop. Ooh,
3: would I go snacks or would I go like cowboy hat or or snake skin belt or maybe I know they have button downs. Do they, they really? They have
0: shirts. That you would you look like a button down <laughs> Bucky's guy.
3: Oh, I would probably if it's cool enough. I don't care where it came from. If it's cool enough, if it's a Bucky shirt and it's like Not bad. I'll take it. Uh, Casey Tiger asked, what is Bucky's? Do you want to describe it? Okay, so it's like if you made a gas station into a weekend getaway for somebody in rural... For Clark
0: Griswold's brother in Christmas vacation.
3: Yeah, for somebody in rural
0: Alabama or middle of nowhere. Yeah, somebody that lives in a suburb of Enterprise, Alabama. Exactly. Yeah, because I spent several weeks in Enterprise, Alabama. I'll never get that back, (laughs) but I did.
3: This text said... Man, I've showered at the Rankin County Jail for free. I could definitely do Bucky's for for
0: $100. During the break, we'll need to know why he was in the Rankin County Jail. Yeah, that's got to be a story. Okay. (laughs) Maybe a little too much, you know what, at the dock one night? Yeah, maybe. Yeah.
3: Or, or I mean, maybe a a fight at Shuckers. Who knows? That's
0: true. Sometimes you got to throw down back, you know, out by the Camaros. I guess Shuckers is Bridgeland, so it's got to be, they had to be over at Fanning. Anybody who, first of all, you shouldn't drink and drive, obviously. Uh, trying to run the gauntlet there is dumber than dumb, right? <laughs> yeah. So, and we've got Uber now and Lyft. So, you know what I? You know what popped up on my Uber uh, when I was in Birmingham? What's that? So I Ubered to uh, da, 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 Bourbonham, and you know what popped up on there? I've taken over three hundred Uber trips. Jeez. I'm like, do they send me a shirt or something? Speaking of yeah. gear, <laughs> right? Merch, yeah. Or do I get like a You know, a gold coin? Maybe. I
3: think what you have is probably a high customer rating. So you're more likely to get picked up because you've done so many rides and haven't had an incident.
0: Ah. You know, like in college. One lady's uh, kid threw up in the car in Memphis. It was terrible. Yeah. It was bad. That's a clean. I thought I just said you need to just drop me off here. I mean, I was 20 minutes away from where I was going, but I saw the uh, I saw uh, the Peabody. Yeah. I was going to meet Jeff Jones, who owns Wickers and Jones EQ, right, and he competes right. at Memphis in May. But I was staying at the Marriott on the river, so we had taken a left and a right going through the city. This kid pukes, and I'm like, I see the Peabody. I'm like, that's where I need to go. I just figured that out.
3: Uh, it's terrible. <laughs> Yeah, like in in Oxford, I knew more than five people that got banned from Uber or Lyft, or knew or heard of. I wasn't friends with all these people, but like if you get sick in an Uber, then you're out. It's well, it's like two hundred and fifty dollar cleaning fee.
0: Oh, and they ding that credit card. Yeah, and oh then,
3: man, and then they put it on your Uber profile. So they're like, oh, this kid threw up in a car once before. I'm not going to let this happen again.
0: Oh, and they got banned. Yeah, that sounds like a an old Miss student. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Did we get, did we get through Bucky's and, and describe it? Well,
3: so somebody said that it's a truck stop on steroids, and I got corrected the other day when I said that it's like it's a truck stop. Apparently, they don't allow truckers, so it's only a safe haven for the small, you know, families of
0: five that go in there and want to spend like all you. day. Yeah. Exactly. You seem like a Honda Accord guy, in like. Eight years oh. with the kid in the back. No, I, I'll you still know, driving to like you're you're Catholic, right? Drive driving to some Catholic elementary school, <laughs> singing some um, kid song with your kid.
3: Oh come on, no, I'll I'll be. I'll, first of all, I'll be here.
0: You know, I'll be like on the Wiggles or whatever they're called. The Wiggles rock. Is it the Wiggles?
3: Yes, the Wiggles were the yeah. Jam. We took
0: our kids to see them.
3: In at the hump live, the wiggles
0: went <laughs> the wiggles performed live at at Humphrey Coliseum. I <laughs> saw everybody I knew from here
2: no that had way kids
0: my age. when was this? Oh gosh, let's see Wilkes was born in uh o five, so he would two or three I'm thinking oh seven or eight, no way, I'm leaning towards eight though, so fifteen sixteen years ago, wow, yeah.
3: The Wiggles—that was like my Elton John growing up. <laughs> like, oh, you even like you—you you experienced the Wiggles as a kid. Oh yeah, I had
0: never heard of them until Wendy told me about them with our kids. Really? No.
3: Yeah, the Wiggles rocked. It was for I think Australian it was like a, guys. It was like a bad Barry Manilow concert. <laughs> with the with the colored sweaters too. Yeah. Come on, man. Yeah. The, those guys are cool. Yeah.
0: Uh, I think they're really. still going. I think there were some people there hallucinating in the back. That weren't there for like we were, just as families, right? And your kids start dancing in the aisle. Yeah. It's the craziest stuff I've ever seen in my life. Very cult-like. Really? I don't want to ever have to go again. You know,
3: what's also very cult-like, the all the news about the whole Taylor Swift and the Kansas City Chiefs thing. Right. They released her concert, videoed in movie theaters. And so they, like, showed her concert in movie theaters and... Parents were bringing their kids. There's these videos of kids acting like it's the concert and doing like backflips in front of the screen and like screaming their hearts out. I'm like, I think Malco would burn down if they did that to every, to
0: every single like room, teenage girl. You? Yes. Wow. Can you? I still never listen. I I promised the audience like four or five six months ago. I'd listen to Taylor Swift. You gotta, you gotta listen. Oh, now road trip i i'm a fan of young younger country taylor country like taylor
3: Teardrops drops on my guitar taylor oh, i've heard that I think. yeah of course you
0: have yeah it's a jam okay i don't know about that, <laughs> that maybe a stretch <laughs> incredible uh hey lock in best road trip restaurants you could win an awesome prize jake mangum signed baseball out of bounds hat or m braves hat and burgers blues and barbecue gift certificate Via the text line 601-885-3776. NFL insider Steve Palazzolo on the Farm Bureau Insurance Guest Line. Coming up next, bundle your car and home and save at favrates.com. Our NFL coverage is brought to you by the amazing beer Stella Artois. It's been brewed for 600 years in Belgium. Stella Artois, it's great beer, perfect with a steak, Boar's Head nachos, and also our NFL partner of playoffs, Boar's Head, premium meats, cheeses, and hummus, put together an unbelievable, uh, well, not just plate, dish of Boar's Head nachos this weekend as you enjoy... SEC, well, some of you may enjoy SEC basketball, and then the AFC and NFC championship game, Boar's Head, compromise elsewhere. Good morning. Welcome in. Um, This interview will be on Spotify and Apple Podcast in an hour or so. Uh, Hit our Spotify, Apple Podcast, search Out of Bounds with Bo Bounds. We appreciate you listening to the show. Great numbers in 2023. Look forward to continuing to grow. There, we're live in the Bank Plus Studio. Our guests join us on the Farm Bureau Insurance guest line. We welcome in Pro Football Focus, NFL Insider, Steve Palazzolo, his uh, podcast in the running for NFL Podcast of the Year. And Steve joins us, I think, from Cincinnati, Ohio. Steve,
2: good morning. Good morning. Yeah, but I'm in Cincinnati. That's right. Off the office.
0: And uh, they just lost a coach to Tennessee, right?
2: They did, yeah. Brian Callahan, the offensive coordinator, is going to go become the Titans' head coach. Um, I'm a little disappointed. We have former PFFer Bobby Slowick was in the running. Bobby's still in the running for a couple other jobs, but yeah, they went with uh, with Brian Callahan in Tennessee.
0: Okay, so. is Bill Belichick going to get left out in the cold in this, uh, you know, musical chairs of coach uh, head coaching openings in the NFL?
2: I think he might, yeah. And, and, again, I don't know if that's partially his own doing. You know, I don't know if he's being picky about where he wants to go. I don't know if that's um, an age thing or even just like a recency bias thing if, if teams are saying, look, we, do we actually want to rebuild with someone in their 70s? Um, but, yeah, it looks like Belichick might not be. You know, I'm, I'm hearing it's less likely in Atlanta, even though they were early on Belichick, and that seemed to be the place where he might go. So, actually, I wouldn't mind seeing Belichick do a year of TV, potentially. Can but, you um, imagine? Yeah, sounds like he would be great. He do would be really good on TV. Uh,
0: he's got, just like all these guys, he's got more of a personality than we see in post-game press conferences, right?
2: Oh, for sure. Yeah, I, my, my theory on the post-game press conferences, I really don't think he was just trying to be a jerk or didn't have personality. I really think he was so laser focused on doing his job that it was like a hindrance for him. And when people ask him questions, it's like, well, this isn't helping me do my job. I don't want to answer, you know, like he was just, he really just wanted to win the next game. But if his job was be TV analyst, I think he would do that extremely well because the few times he's been on TV, he has been great. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. Steve
2: Palazzolo, pro
0: football focus. Um, Jim Harbaugh to the L.A. Chargers. Are you ready to put them in the Super Bowl next year?
2: (laughs) For the 10th straight year, I've got the Chargers, you know, as a breakout team. I mean, they've been suckering us for a while with the Chargers, and this will just do it again. Um, Yeah, it's an interesting one, obviously. Harbaugh's had so much success at, at both levels, college and the NFL, and in a couple spots. Michigan took a little bit of time, but remember at Stanford and then with the 49ers, it was pretty quick how he was able to turn things around. So having the CEO type, having Justin Herbert in place, and then trying to get that Harbaugh personality, I think it's interesting that that meshes with where the Chargers may have been lacking in recent years, which was um, physicality, the run game, run defense. Um, so I think I think Harbaugh helps to bridge the gap in some of the places that the the Chargers had need and then the, the challenge there, of course, is you have the Chiefs in the division. So everything they do has to be pointed toward. How do you overtake the Chiefs? It's gonna be a challenge, but yeah, looking forward to Harbaugh, Harbaugh being uh, with the Chargers.
0: Well, okay, well, in the AFC West, right? I mean we we Sean Payton started slow but ripped out ripped off a bunch of wins. We expect Sean and them to get better. This this makes an already you know, well, with the Chiefs a dangerous division much much better because like you mentioned Harbaugh's won everywhere he even won at San Diego with no scholarships Steve
2: oh yeah I mean he's got he's got a history there and and again I think with the with the head coaching thing I think we get very caught up and maybe the NFL and everyone's learning a little bit more we get caught up in you know who the hot coordinator is or the, the best play caller from the last season but Clearly, head coach is more than just play calling. That's not even what Harbaugh's doing. You know, he's the CEO. He's the guy that's managing everything, and he's got he's had success everywhere. And so, yeah, I think that's it's going to be great to see that. For a team like the Chargers that always seemed to have good talent when Phillip Rivers was there, now with Justin Herbert there, and always seemed to underachieve, can Harbaugh now be that guy that puts them over the top, even just gets them back to an AFC championship, gets them into a Super Bowl? Um, I think it's going to be... Uh, an awesome division now, especially with um, Harbaugh with Peyton, and even just you know Antonio Pierce going to the Raiders.
0: Yeah, all right. What what on a scale of one to ten, give me a number on Harbaugh to the
2: to the Chargers. I say, say it's a nine. I agree. I mean that was that's the pick you. It's it's the move you have to make. I think if you're the Chargers, it's the move you have to make. So I'm I'm uh, looking forward to it. Oh, I
0: am too. Okay, uh, what do you think happens? with Mike Vrabel, who was at Tennessee?
2: Yeah, it's an interesting one because, I, you know, the, I think he's the favorite for the Carolina job. I don't know who really wants the Carolina job. The more you learn about uh, David Tepper, the owner, other than, you know, you'd like to be an NFL head coach, I'm sure. But um, I don't know if that's the best spot. Um, I don't – but it seems like that might be the, the place for Vrabel. I'm, I'm still a fan of Vrabel. You know, I think the key there, and when you read – the way things ended in Tennessee, it is going to be about collaboration. And it is going to be about that GM-head coach relationship. So I think it just depends on where where that fit is for Mike Rabel. You know, I don't think – I think there was a point at the end of Tennessee where he wanted personnel control and all these different things. And, as, you know, it's just not – it's just not the reality for most head coaches. And I don't think it should be. That's no. a big part of Bill, Bill Belichick's downfall. So the relationship between – Front office and, and coaching staff is massive I mean we see this all the time at PFF because everybody's got our data and and we have like, per, like parts of the personnel staff and the coaching staff don't even want to collaborate sometimes or they want to steal each other's password you know not not give the other person access to certain information and data because they're always kind of like buddy not always but a, a dysfunctional organization butt heads, or when things start going p- poorly so that's what's really crucial. So I don't I don't know exactly where Vrabel lands, but I just know that that's going to be the hurdle, you know, based off what we were hearing out of Tennessee, is he's got to be able to collaborate with whoever the GM is.
0: Hmm,
2: I like Vrabel
0: a lot. I was hoping he would. Uh, I do too. Yeah, you know, he's the kind of guy he wouldn't put up with it, um, the dysfunction and circus of the Cowboys with Jerry and and Stephen. Sure. But I would love to see his toughness component. Um, you know, infused into the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah,
2: yeah. I mean, I think that that would be an interesting fit if they went that route. Um, it's also interesting that Jerry Jones he does have this uh, perception and reputation as oh he's just going to be a he's just a billionaire that you know makes quick to see, you know what David Tepper actually does with the Panthers, I think people think that's what Jerry Jones is. You know, he's just going to fire somebody all the time. And, um, but there is something to patience, whether you're like uh, Mike McCarthy or not. Um, I, I think it's worse at the college level. Like, Jim Harbaugh was ready to be fired a couple of years. People wanted That him. Was, was ridiculous.
0: Good grief.
2: It was. I mean, I think it, the same thing happened with Brian Kelly at Notre Dame. He had one bad season, and everybody's like, all right, get him out of here. This happens in college way worse than the NFL where a guy in year three, four, five, whatever it might be, just has a bad year or year two, you know, Billy Napier, get it, get him out of here. It's like, well, they're in the middle of a rebuild in Florida. You know, you got to give a little bit of time. And so that part I actually respect as far as Jerry Jones goes, that there is a cost to changing everything. There's a cost to bringing in a new staff and a new culture and resetting when you are close, you know, when you're close, there's a cost to that. So that part I kind of get, as far as the consistency factor from Jerry Jones, whether you you know agree with it or not, I think there's there's probably something to that 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 helps with the consistency a little bit more for the Cowboys.
0: Okay, Steve Palazzolo, uh, his podcast is on fire. Pro Football Focus. Um, he joins us on the Farm Bureau Insurance guest line. NFL Insider. I'm going to throw this out to you, and and I know who's hot and who's won the Super Bowls recently, but I also think the other dude is off the charts. So who's the better head coach, Andy Reid or John
2: Harbaugh? Oh, man, that one's close. Um, you know me. I mean, I, I've i answered both of those guys as really good, so that's why you're asking the question. But Andy Reid has Patrick Mahomes. He's set an incredible foundation so that Patrick Mahomes could come in and take a team that was consistently in the playoffs, turn him into, you know, the potential dynasty of our time. But I will say Harbaugh's won won in different ways, right? Harbaugh's won uh, with a Joe Flacco. He's won with defensive teams. He's had a, you know, a system that works for Lamar Jackson that's different from a Joe Flacco. Like, they've been able to adjust so many different ways with the Ravens. So, I mean, I'll give... Because of the Super Bowls and the recent success, I'll give Andy Reid the, the nod. Um, even I think Patrick Mahomes is a bigger cheat code than Lamar Jackson, though Lamar's amazing. You know, he's, they've won like 73% of their games with Lamar under center. So he's in that echelon of when he's on the field, this is an elite team. When he's not on the field, you know, things are challenging for the Ravens when Tyler Huntley has to come in or whatever it might be. So it's close. It's very close. I'll give Andy Reid the nod for now because I think the offensive baseline that he set is so high. But Harbaugh is like that better all-around coach who can do it all, win different ways, and, um, you know, done it pretty consistently through the years.
0: Wow. Okay. So two of the best the last 20 years. Fair, Steve?
2: Oh, yeah. Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. So insane, cerebral, know how to run the locker room, know how to – well, all right. They know how to – run. Harbaugh knows how to work with Ozzie Newsome and that whole team or crew up in the front office, and Andy Reid knows how to run uh, work with Beach and that. So there's like that's that's one of the biggest compliments and assets you can have, right? To be able to, like you said, oh, because yeah. you you know you're not going to say, and I don't blame you, but because y'all work with all 32 teams you know of several franchises where there's too much friction and they can't get on the same page, yet Andy Reid and Harbaugh can with their front office. Is that a good way of framing yeah. it up?
2: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I put a tweet out there the other day about our, our wins above replacement, our, our war metric, and the teams that have added... I, I took out quarterbacks because they, they will skew all the war numbers, but the teams that have the highest non-quarterback war since 2015, and it's the Chiefs' number one, so they've added. Uh, this is through the draft. The most wins added, basically through the draft. Chiefs are number one. Ravens are in the top three. Um, the Niners are up there at four. So those, you know, three out of those four teams are playing this weekend. By the way, the Cowboys are up there as well. Uh, but that's a different. I don't story. believe that. Um, but, but that I think that speaks to it. You know, I was talking to a, a GM the other day or a former GM, um, basically going through some of these stories. You know, talking about draft strategy and when you pick a player you you need your coaches to have a, a plan for that player, right? You're not just, you know, going to PFF's mock draft simulator and picking some buttons and then, here are your players, go get them. There needs to be a plan for how to use a guy, even if he's a fourth rounder or fifth rounder. You know, here's a corner, he's going to play in the slot and he's going to play special teams or whatever it might be. So that collaboration is huge. And so I think we've seen we love to just isolate success and say, this is the best coach. This is the best quarterback. This is the best front office, but it is a collaborative effort. And again, I think Harbaugh and Reed are great coaches, but they are also paired with excellent drafting front offices and and sharp front offices as far as it comes to, uh, as far as the salary cap goes and just roster management. So all of those things play into it. So yeah, the Ravens are just a real uh, well-run organization and, and Harbaugh has been excellent at working with them and then also doing the coaching stuff that he needs to do to continue to advance and and read a similar, you know, so it is a, it really is a full team effort for both organizations.
0: All right. Now that we're in the final four of the, of the NFL, um, AFC, NFC championship games this weekend, Steve Palazzolo. What did the 49ers have the most talented roster out of the four teams left? Or is it over on the Ravens chiefs? where do you fall here?
2: Yeah, I think, I think the on-paper roster would go to the Niners, you know, like top to bottom what they have. I think the Ravens are probably the most consistent. You know, when you look at their receivers and offensive line and tight ends and running backs and everybody, like all the defensive groups, they are just really solid across the board. Um, so Baltimore, I think, is probably the deepest, I'd say the Niners are the best because they've got, you know, so many stars. Um but the you know the Lions are close, man. I mean they they've they've built something there from a from a roster standpoint. And the and the Chiefs I know it feels like this down year for the Chiefs because of how the the offense has not been humming like it had in previous years, but the Chiefs they just push their cards in on defense. They said we'll sacrifice a little bit on of offense, but we want to build that defense. And they've done a great job there, finding some gems in the draft and, and building that thing. So, I mean, to answer your question, I'd say Niners are the most talented. Ravens are the most balanced and consistent from from top to bottom. But the Chiefs and Lions also, and, you know, of course, the QB skews everything, but the Chiefs and Lions also have really strong teams, you know, especially at certain spots. Chiefs at
0: the Ravens.
2: Who do you like and why? You know, I think what we've seen from the Chiefs in the last couple of weeks, you know, they, did they just kind of turn it back on because it's the playoffs or did they run into a couple of depleted defenses? You know, the Dolphins and the Bills were just completely beat up. But it did look like the Chiefs just, man, they are like, hey, it's playoff time, let's go. You know, Andy Reid's got his best plays and Mahomes is just not missing throws other than, the, you know, a couple little ones here and there. But I do think it's going to be a challenge against this Ravens defense. It'll be the biggest challenge for the Chiefs this year. And then the Ravens offensively, I, I, honest, I think if they run the same game plan that uh, Buffalo did last week, run the ball, you know, steal possessions, don't let the Chiefs get the ball, they just have to make a stop. And the Bills were unable to make any stops against the Chiefs offense last week. So I think I like the Ravens in a close one. I think you know, I'm not surprised either way. I like the Ravens to pull it off. They should. They are a better team. They're favored for a reason. But it's you know playoff Chiefs, playoff Mahomes and Andy Reid. So it's going to be a challenge. But I think the Ravens, if they play their game, should be able to run the ball, control the game, make a few stops on defense, and I think they should be able to punch their ticket to the Super Bowl. But I think it'll, I think it'll be a close one. You know, Ravens by three.
0: Oh, okay. Lines three and a half. So yeah. you would you would take the points. Okay. I would. Uh, would Lions 49ers. Ooh, that's seven points. Seven points, 49ers. Lions can, is is this going to get away from the Lions late?
2: You know, I I think the Lions have to, and this shouldn't be an issue for Dan Campbell. They have to play like they're the underdogs. I think they have to play like, hey, we're chasing seven points. Um, That means aggressive on offense. That means shot plays to speedster Jameson Williams early on and, getting Jameer Gibbs in space. I think they have to. There's also tactically, I I do wonder if you want to get ahead of the Niners, right? All this narrative stuff about Kyle Shanahan and his offense getting out of sync and having to play, you know, from behind. I, I think there's elements of that. If the Lions can get up ten or, you know, get up a couple scores, maybe that gives them the advantage. It makes it a little bit more challenging for the Niners. So I, I think the the Lions should play like they're the underdogs and of course, like I said, Niners are the better team. I think the Niners are going to have – they'll have success on offense. I think the Lions back seven. Is, they've had some issues the last few weeks. The Niners always put the linebackers in, in, in conflict, and I think the Lions have some issues there. So I think there's going to be a lot of points scored, both sides, um, or at least the Niners are going to score and the Lions have to be able to try to keep up. And then it's all going to come down to, I think, Dan Campbell's in-game decision-making versus Kyle Shanahan's. And as much as I love Kyle Shanahan, the in-game decision making is a little bit on the conservative side. Sometimes that comes back to bite. We know Dan Campbell is a maniac. He's just gonna go and be aggressive and do everything he can. Uh, those decisions could make it. It's either like if if Dan Campbell's decisions work, we we're, we're looking at a great game. Lions could pull the upset. If they don't work, the Niners could run away with it. Because if they don't work, you know they it does put you in a in a bind. So I can't wait to see that Dan Campbell is going to have some kind of like legendary Super Bowl on the line type of decisions, and you know, depending on which way it goes, we'll be you know, either way we'll be talking about what Dan Campbell's doing from a decision making standpoint.
0: Who has the edge with field goal kickers? And I I I asked that thinking, will Dan Campbell even use his? But the
2: floor <laughs> is yours, Steve Alzola. Oh, dude, don't ask me special teams questions. Okay, never mind. What? Let's talk about something oh, else. Really quick, I mean, on a Sunday afternoon, I'm usually watching like the eight or nine games at a time at one o'clock, and I turn my head from the screen as soon as there, anyone's lining up for a kick or a punt. I'm just, you know, I'm trying to go to like football, play to football, you know, from all the different games. So I, I, uh, I tend to ignore special teams uh, throughout the year. That's, that's how I like to watch football. Okay. All right. But hey. Justin Tucker with the Ravens is definitely an advantage. I'll give you that. Dude. Is that
0: guy? That guy? You know, we talk about shooting from the parking lot. That guy can yeah. kick field goals from the parking lot. Steve P. sure can.
2: Yeah, I mean, that, and that could be a big difference for the Ravens this weekend as well. Again, to see Tucker with a chance to go to the Super Bowl. Wow! All
0: right, we'll leave it there, man. Um, you, uh, you ready for a big weekend in Cincinnati? What, what's that chili called, Jason? You, you saw the comedian up uh, on the good morning football this morning yeah uh so
3: stavros halkius he made fun of skyline chili when he was in cincinnati yeah he said it, it F
2: and blank as he should <laughs> yeah yeah as he should it's, it's horrendous yeah it's terrible yeah. it's like only the only the locals like my neighbors love it and you know the people that grew up here <laughs> <Good>. my kids <laughs> like the spaghetti there my, so i take my kids to just get the spaghetti or whatever but uh. which is easy to get but the the chili itself it's not. I don't even. I wouldn't even call it chili. It's not a thing. That is. That is not what this city should be known for. No. So <laughs> it's, hey, it's uh, not good. Have you ever been to a Bucky's? Oh yeah. Yes. Driving to Florida a couple years ago. It's amazing.
0: Okay. Yeah. It's, it, be, it's this every place. Is, rest stop
2: should be a Bucky's.
0: <laughs> of course, you've got four or five kids. Uh, four. Four. Yeah, they loved it. Yeah. Four. Heck yeah. So we're thinking about paying Jason a hundred bucks to shower at Bucky's what (laughs) I would never do that okay but but just I just wanted to give get your thoughts on what now we're also kind of trying to add in that if we give him a hundred bucks to shower at Bucky's he has to spend the hundred bucks there What, what what are your thoughts
2: oh that's worth absolutely you should do that I mean, the shower's not great. You don't want to take the shower, but, man, you got, you know, some pulled pork sandwiches, they got the beef jerky there, and all the different, yeah, you got to do it. hundred bucks there, that'll go a long way.
3: Yeah, it's a steal, isn't it, Steve? I think it's a steal. It's it a steal. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, where it's, did uh, you go?
0: He's
2: it in... up in the shower real quick. <laughs> uh, and he can't wear flip-flops in the shower. What do you think? Oh, God. Oh, no. No, that's, that, might, that might change the rules.
0: Okay. All right. Well, we'll have to see about that. Hey, have a great weekend, buddy. We appreciate it. Okay.
2: All righty. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Appreciate
0: it. See you, man. Steve Palazzolo, Pro Football Focus, PFF.com. He said the the flip flop things may flip flops may be a little too much, but hundred bucks for Jason to shower, but he has to spend the Hyundai in Bucky's. There's one right there at the Orange Beach exit, right? It's yeah, either the yeah. first or sa- I can't remember. I haven't been, like I said, and I'm not, I don't think I'm going. I'm trying to see, you know, if I can make it all the way. Come on. Without going. No need. Yeah, there's some things that I'm hoping I I don't have to do. This is one of them. But you'll have to take some video. Oh, no doubt. To prove that you were, you know, taking a shower. And then I think you got to spend the Hyundai in Bucky's, but we'll see. Steve Palazzolo joined us on the Farm Bureau. Insurance Guest Line. Bundle your car and home and save at Favorates.com.